What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Dem Fancy Dinosaurs, your place for movies, TV shows, and pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Nick. And I'm Nerdy Nick. And I'm Dylan. Second wave, everyone. Yay! Yay! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think uh, Victoria's in a bit of a compromising position with coronavirus, uh, unfortunately. It's fine. It will be good. It'll yeah. be fine. It'll um, be fine. We had a small outbreak, but nothing of massive level and everything. Yeah, yeah, like last time it happened, it was like, I don't even think it hit our area, but everyone was freaking out regardless. Oh, well, the panic buying already started again. Yeah. yeah. So toilet paper. If you guys need toilet paper out there, go get it. <sighs> um, we're actually going to start this episode with a bit of a uh, message from uh, Australian Broadcasting Corporation. For anyone right. in America, that is our government-funded... Uh, tax dollars pay for it. Broadcasting yeah. fund. So, well, just letting people know, it costs ten cents uh, Australian every day to fund the ABC and SBS. Ten cents each. Ten cents each a day. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, and this is for Dylan because yep. I'm going to show you. All right. These are unprecedented times. We know things are hard right now. You're stuck inside with nothing to do. You might be going out of your mind. Just wanting to do something. Anything. But now, more than ever. More than ever. More than ever. It's time to think about how your choices affect others. So please, please. Please. Don't start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. You might feel like it's a productive use of your time right now. You've probably already got a USB mic and a spare room ready to go. And your mate Dave's got some interesting opinions. But we're here to tell you. He doesn't. He really doesn't. He's a fuckwit. We don't need your true crime exclusive, which is just you reading Wikipedia articles to your housemate. We don't oh, need piss off. your <laughs> five-minute breakdown of every episode of Parks and Rec. What are you going to do? Send everyone in your contact list a MailChimp newsletter? And force them to mark you as spam instead of unsubscribing? Because they're scared to hurt your feelings? We're in the middle of a pandemic! Look, it's pretty straightforward. Just don't start a podcast. Make some pasta from scratch like everyone else and just shut up. The greatest gift you can give your fellow human beings right now? Right now? Right now is to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Come on. Do it. Don't start a podcast. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I did notice a, um, a couple of Australian personalities in there. And a lot of them also just make shows where they talk about shit. Especially one of them that's like, oh yeah, I really like football. You guys know how I like football? I really like football. I'm going to say this right now. My tax dollars pay your fucking bills, so you don't tell me what the fuck to do, <laughs> yeah, fuckwits. Exactly. So you're talking about Fitzy, the sports yeah, guy. Yeah, I, do, I did recognize him. Fucking scam artist. All of his books were ghostwritten, and they were retellings of... They were <laughs> All of his books. Yeah, some they, people like me still read books. Yeah. They're all ghostwritten. They're all retellings <laughs> of books that have already come out. Yeah. So uh, let's take it. Um, fucking Fitzy. Mm. Uh, I have no idea. Most these, no, I'm going to yeah, tell you this out. I have no idea most of those people are because I frankly don't care what celebrities have to tell me or anything. Mm. Because like, especially when my tax dollars pay for them mm. to tell me to fuck off. Yeah. I'm going to be here to absolutely say this right now. They're doing this because they don't want any competition. Yep. Exactly. And that's what it is. We already have the restrictions lifted and everything. All three of us been tested and everything else like that. Yeah. We don't have any problems. We've all been we've been done everything the government exactly wanted us to do and everything. And they've turning around and telling us, who pay their bills, by the way, to telling us what we can and can't do, yeah. which I royally say, piss the fuck off. 
I 100% agree. So let's take let's take some of them. Two of them are radio personalities. I think actually four of them are radio personalities. Have a podcast. Yeah, Adam, exactly. Adam Leal, he is a Malaysian cooking celebrity. Yeah. Started a podcast one month ago. Oh, That's well. Like two weeks it, ago. Isn't that kind of ironic? Oh, what a co-winky dink. Yeah. Now, I know what everyone's thinking on there is uh, the, the, probably the same as what Dylan was thinking. When he first heard the Don't Start a Podcast, he was like, ha that's a funny message. Yeah. And then it just took off from there. Yeah. It, it didn't land. It's like MH370. That joke did not land. Yep. Mm. So I think we've got a very good friend of ours who can uh, explain why that's not funny because he goes. Excuse me, I'll be just a minute. But Puddin, I, I don't understand. Don't you want to finally get rid of Batman? Only if I do it, idiot. But it's still your plan, see? Everything just like you said. Except I hung the guy upside down so he'd see their little frowns as little smiles. Now it all works. Except you have to explain it to me. If you have to explain a joke, there is no joke. <laughs> no, <I'll come. laughs> so yeah. uh, the Joker explaining that you shouldn't have to explain a joke because that has a lot of downvotes mm. on that video. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wonder why. Because it's uh, a bunch of self-important freaks mm. who don't want the media to be bloody diluted by us people. Let's let's take another one. Let's let's do another. Let's cue some sad music. Uh, this one, I think. Nope. No, that's Red Ranger. Oh, oh that that's one. positive. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good enough. So, Dylan, stop yeah. making art. Oh. There's too many artists out there. Oh. No. And Don't no one, no one cares well, about your I've, art. I've been, you know, drawing uh, since I was five and I've been making animations for over ten years, but it's my number one passion in life. But I guess I better just stop right now. Yeah, because I said so. Uh, yeah, you can't. You're not allowed to. Yeah, exactly. Cancelled. You know, I'm, I'm doing this for free. You know, I'm spending, you know, hundreds of hours of my free time making uh, animations for next to no profit. But I guess I better just stop right now. Yep. Exactly. And if ABC wants us to tell us not to keep ourselves mentally healthy during a stage three restrictions or potential lockdown, and if that comes in the form of talking into a microphone and having maybe no one listen to us, okay, what's the harm? And even like some people that do podcasts and whatnot, they've been doing it, you know, from remote locations and whatnot. They've been doing it online. And I guess it's just a way to talk to each other because you otherwise wouldn't be doing so. so. What they're requesting is against human nature. People need to socialise in some form or they go stir crazy. So It'd be like if there were some some old friends like down the street like talking to each other. It's like, hey, stop. Yep. Cut it out. 100%. And then what's his name? Andrew G. What's his new name? Fucking Andrew Go. Is it Andrew G, the host of The Bachelorette? What's his name now? He changed I don't it again. Know. Don't know and don't care. Well, the last guy who was talking, he's the host of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if you have to uh, be the host of a show that helps a bunch of shallow dickheads find a shallow <laughs> husband or wife, and you're telling me not yeah. to enjoy myself. Yeah. You're and, you're a, you're a host yeah. for the lowest form of entertainment, but you know you're going to be the host because it has the highest amount of ratings. And yeah. you have a podcast as well? Oh. Yeah. Oh, Can you, wow. Okay, so here's a message to Australian celebrities who think they can control us during lockdown. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You can't. You can't. It's physically impossible. If we want to, we can jump on your place in any second and you can't do a thing about it. Because yeah. I'm so excited every single time I turn on the news and they're saying, here I'm catching up with Billy Fuckface from Neighbours and he's going to explain how he keeps fit during lockdown. Yeah. No one gives a fuck. 
And I don't want to hear about you and your remote locations <laughs> exactly. telling us we're all in this together. Yeah, you're telling us all in together. A million people have lost their jobs in our country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yet what? you still have them. Yeah, there, exactly. There, there was a few years ago where I was actually listening to the radio and they were saying that um, Australia's unemployment rate at that time was uh, 2%, and that was an all-time high. Uh, the unemployment rate at, at this current time is uh, 7%, so... Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, and that it's, doesn't it's take a in, bit of a problem, and that doesn't even take into account people who are using the job keeper mm. uh, statistic. So yeah, ABC. I know we're going to drone on about this, but shut up. Yeah. No one cares. <laughs> Give Underst- me back my tax dollars. Yeah, I understand you thought it was a joke, <laughs> but fuck off. Yep. MH three seventy still hasn't been found, so it never landed. Just like your joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, now that we've gotten that out of the way. Sorry, guys. I, I, it's been burning me up inside. Oh, understandable. <laughs> There's something passionate to talk about. And exactly. Yeah. So, fuck the ABC. Yep. And fuck that. This mm. is the only time I've agreed with Friendly Geordies in the last yeah. while because he did a video <laughs> about it. Oh, yeah. Telling them to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, let's get into the show. Yeah. Right. So, there's been a, quite a bit of news come out recently. I think we should start with the obvious. Super Smash Bros. Mm. Uh, yes. Dalsim. Got released. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit. Ah, yes. Uh, it's Min Min from the game uh, Arms. I've seen the game. I haven't played it myself, but it was yeah. an original fighting IP Nintendo made exclusively for the Switch. Yeah, it was more or less taking the same concept of uh, Wii Boxing back in the day, but it's kind of uh, utilized it <gasps> and expanded on it. You know, you've got your own, you know, unique characters. You know, you've got different, you know, arm power-ups that you can put on and whatnot. So, yeah, you actually control the, the character same kind as well. of idea, but, you know, it's like you can punch your friends with yeah. arms. I mean, I, but there's still mechanics as well. There was still, like, not only just a block, but there's actually a parry mechanic and the different yeah. abilities of the weapons and arms you use as well. Mm. could change the gameplay entirely as well, depending on the yeah. character's individual stats as well. Yeah, actual strategy versus Wii Boxing. That was, you know, flail until you win. Just left, right, <laughs> left, right, I win. Well, I, th- I, think, I think most notably was the, uh, the up... What was it? What did you say? Up A attack or up B? Would it be up air? Oh, that's where the she one does the up kick, upwards kick, which is a reflection. Yeah, yeah. A reflection. Which exactly is insane. From the game. Yeah. yeah, which is actually insane. So it won't be utilized that well because you know that online lag. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty high. <laughs> pretty much. And we've also got uh, her juggling technique. Essentially, you could juggle the fuck out of someone. Mm. Yeah, uh, just by dalsiming the fuck out of them. Yeah, yeah. it's it's probably going to be really annoying to people <laughs> because. The way that she's utilized is she, she can, like, a lot of other characters, they both have, you know, their regular attacks and their special attacks. Her special attack is also just another arm, so you can just flail at arms at <laughs> yeah, will. It just, yeah, it's basically just think of someone putting boxing gloves on slinkies and they're just launching at you consistently, and there's no downtime I've seen them doing that or anything. So, yeah. goody. Yeah. I think I heard a flood coming from the entire Smash community <laughs> in tears. Of unfair. Yeah, Put her on the ban list now. Yeah, yeah. As, as soon as you see that character, it's like, well, I'm not going to be able to stay on the edge because uh, as soon as I get close, she's yep. going to knock me off every time. Yep, no way you'll be able to get back against that character. Yeah, yep. no. As soon as you're off the stage, you're pretty much dead. Mad edge guards. Yep. Edge guard, bitch. But uh, Sakurai did a 30-minute bloody presentation the other day, Nintendo mm. Direct. Yeah, well, I watched Smash it. Direct. Well, that's it. I stayed up to watch it. It was uh, played at midnight here in Australia and everything. It's yeah. Japan time, which is <laughs> one-hour time difference, but they <laughs> yeah. still put it up there, so... By the time, because it airs in America at a morning time, so they get to watch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but Australia's only a different time, so that's why they uploaded that late. And basically, he just talked about how the character was coming in with a nice trailer as well. Mm. Um, and they showed off the extras, like the other characters, uh, uh, the costumes. There was the Fallout Boy 
uh, the Pip Boy costume yeah. as well, which was weird because they usually do like Smash Brothers cross whatever, but it didn't say Smash Brothers cross Fallout. It said Smash Brothers cross Pip Boy. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like Pip Boy is not a franchise. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, everyone just knows that of Pip Boy though, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then of course they showed Heihachi again, but he was on the Wii U version as a amiibo costume and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course a lot of people going like, "Whoa, does that mean attacking characters?" Like, well, probably no. not because no. that's happened last time. Yeah. And if anyone, it would be Kazuya. Everyone, sorry, because. <laughs> when you think about it, he's the main character and they use him as his devil transformation for a final smash. Yeah, that's but true. But of course, we're trying to make logic when it comes to picking characters in Smash and Nintendo mm. just does what they feel like. Yeah, I know, because I remember we we are all assumed it was going to be fucking um, Leon Kennedy. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, there was rumours ages ago that Resident yeah. Evil... And then it turned out to be, what, Terry? Well, that's what happened. It's yeah. like they showed all the... Tri- they had the spirits into this game of all Resident Evil characters and everything. So I'm like, well, obviously there's got to be, you know, maybe a Resident Evil character yeah. coming in, but then Though it's just like Terry Bogart. <laughs> so there's five more down the line, so still anything's a possibility. Yeah. Like I've always said back in the day, if they can put Cloud in, if they can put Joker in, fucking anything's on the table. Like, yeah, that's any- true. Anybody. Goku? Why? Shrek. At this point, why not? <laughs> well, Donkey. <laughs> well, why not? Exactly. They already have franchise and everything, and people know about them. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. <laughs> so we had Sakurai. He was talking for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He was talking a lot more because he was doing the live casting at home and everything, and yeah. talking about how you know it's good that he's seeing that everyone's doing their best to take care of themselves and. You know, still getting the games and everything when it comes to playing at home and still designing and encouraging, which is a good message to send yeah. and everything. Mm. And then we got that whole five-minute part where he trailer, he talks about Captain Falcon's voice actor, who yeah. is, he just completely name-drops, is he's the Vegeta voice actor, uh, which... Spurt, spurt, made people spurt more of the Goku rumors happening because Vegeta <laughs> might become an assist trophy with the Goku character. Of um, but yeah, basically he pointed out that you know he's the original voice actor since the N sixty four, and yep. yeah. um, they brought him in for recording service and just for him to go. Which is kind of funny though because um, he goes to conventions all the time, obviously you know to represent Dragon Ball and Vegeta. But then they're like, oh, it's the, it's the it's the Captain Falcon voice actor. Do do Falcon Punch. But obviously, because he hasn't voiced since Nintendo 64 days, he forgets how to do the voice every time. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, oh, fucking punch it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they even talked about where they got the Come On Blue Racer that was originally for the N64. They yeah. wanted to have supers, but they couldn't do so. Yeah, it was originally um, a concert back yeah, in the day. Yeah, there's a lot of original concerts that come back in the day. Like Sonic was meant to be in Melee. Same with Banjo-Kazooie were yeah. meant to be in Melee. Um, yeah, and even Snake was supposed to may- be in uh, Melee as well. Yeah, there was a oh, lot yeah. of talks. Yeah, because again, Snake appeared in a Bandai Namco beat 'em up crossover where he actually plays Optimus Prime and all the other franchises that they owned and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was one of the Smash clones at the time. Uh, but yeah, it just comes down to it was interesting what they showed and everything else like that. Of course, I'm going to get the characters for Smash because you've got to have the complete roster. Yeah, it's going to be like 10 pages of rosters in the Only next three what? Years. How much are they per character? Like eight bucks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cashing in. But that's yeah. the thing. You're getting 10. I think because my friend Sean told me it's 15 songs that you get for him. And of course, yeah. like when you got Terry, we've got 50 songs as yeah. well. That is re- and going custom levels as the top as well and everything too. Well, it's like the arms level that has the uh, the bouncy house on it. Yeah, it has the bouncy. You just see that immediately. Banned. Yeah, yeah. that level's banned. <laughs> Tournament. Mm-hmm. Only if it's Final Destination mode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so other other news other than that, there was um, 
Episode one, Star Wars Podraiser. Yes, mm. they're getting the. Is it a remake or a re-release? I think it's, it's just a port. Yeah, because I believe that back in the day they did do a PC release yeah. of the game, and they re-released it on GOG. Yeah, and so it's not and playable. Yeah, and they've taken that port and they're putting it to consoles and whatnot. Yeah, and I was actually playing it this morning and um, playing a lot of the uh, the racing levels at 60, at sixty frames per second, nice and smooth, no <laughs> lag. Oh yeah, it's like my god. Yeah, that game. This is glorious. Like I said, that game with blew our mind as kids. But now we're adults and we actually see the proper yeah. frame rates and everything. It but actually is pod racing now. The one, yeah. the one thing though, no online multiplayer. That's disappointing though. That's, yeah, that's a real annoying. shame. Yeah. Well, you know what would be better than getting Star Wars Episode One Racer? Uh, another F Zero. Yeah, that uh, would be fine. Just that's, do that's it. Never what happens? <laughs> I, I dropped that dream back in the Wii days. Like I'm a, I'm a big F Zero GX fan, and that's never going to fucking happen. Yeah, it's never going to yeah. happen. We already got the, They'll just turn around and say, "But you already got the level of Mario Kart." Yeah, but, but, <laughs> I, the, the little my, game that no one knows Captain yeah. Falcon is actually from. Yeah, it's, it's my speculation that they made F Zero GX too good, so they can never make it F Zero ever again. Yeah, thanks, Sega. <laughs> yeah, and um, what was the news out of? Oh, what was it? Oh, extra news as Suda? well. There, there was um, Shadow Man as well. Oh, yep, yep, the, yep, yep. the Shadow Man re-release, and if anyone played it on the PS One and N sixty four, would know it had atrocious textures and frame rate. Yeah, and now the actual trailer shows it's done by uh, what's a deep dive series? Uh, night dive series. Night dive series. Yeah, yeah. that's the correct name. Is yeah. that they've done actually really good port, uh, really good remastered ports. They yeah. actually made Two Rock Dinosaur Hunter run at sixty frames and no fog as well and everything. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, I actually played those older games again at the proper frame rates and everything. It's made yeah. them very enjoyable. And it's yeah. going to be interesting to see because the original game was uh, very, very clunky. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. It was trying to do shooting and, like, <laughs> 3D platforming where they couldn't really do it that well. So yeah, so hopefully they'd be works. able to fix up the controls because yeah. that's what they did for the Turok games and everything else. So if they can get that down. It's, a like I said, with the Shadow Man game, very interesting story, very yeah. interesting mm. concept. He's a... Um, a nec- not a necromancer. He's someone that actually uh, harvests souls and everything. Yeah, and I think he made a deal with pretty much the equivalent of death, so he could go into the underworld and whatnot. Something along those lines. Yeah. I don't know. But like I said, it's a very interesting art style, and a lot of the villains are very interesting from historical settings and everything else like that. So yeah, and it's and it's pretty open world as well. You can pretty much like fight any boss in any order that you want. Yeah, that is. But well. unfortunately, if that's the case, the level design is very very confusing. Yes, it's very easy to get lost. <laughs> yes, it is very soft. Hopefully, they put a radar in there as well. As <laughs> Just put a crazy taxi arrow in there. Yeah, yeah, that works. <laughs> hey, 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 it's crazy taxi. Um. Also, I think when you were talking about games with a good storyline and good uh, mechanics, 13, the remake. Mm, yes, yeah. remake. I'm actually very happy because I played the original on the GameCube. Yep. Um, it controlled very well. It's based off a French comic series that I'm only just dabbled into right now in the meantime. Yeah. But I mostly took it from there. Uh, I called it my favorite chair-whacking simulator, basically, because <laughs> stealth mode, you just pick up chairs and just bash people with them every time. <laughs> But when it came to the actual gun mechanics and everything else like that, it actually worked very well for an FPS and everything. It was a very good story base FPS. I just love the the art style, and especially when you shot your guns, it'd have the onomatopoeia coming out of boom, oh, boom, yeah, boom. Oh, yeah, the text coming pow, out of bang, 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 crack, 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 crack. Click, click, click when you're out of ammo. Or the Counter-Strike fans, daka, daka, daka. And Suda, like, graced us with his presence the other day, didn't he? Yes, you'd be able to upload it because to everyone noticing about it, they had this online game event basically for showing trailers and everything, and Suda, in his natural trollish nature that he is, had gameplay trailer, but he was sitting in front of the game and talking about, as he talks about in the video, which you'll hear him talk with the subtitles, is saying that it's a good time for lockdown to everyone to get into older films and games and everything else, which he's been doing, and he's been watching... 
older films and games and well working with his studio at, who had been working at home and everything else like that at the same time. It's mm. still coming along the way and um, we're just going to upload it now so you can listen to the text. It's very short and everything. But uh, we'll I'll, then- I'll um, let Dylan watch it. But yeah, I've seen it. The problem yeah. is uh, we won't be able to do subtitles over... Yeah, of course. But I already explained what he's saying and yeah. everything. So yeah. and ま、特にそのこれまで流れてきた。ま、特にそのこれまで流れてきた。ま、特にそのこれまで流れてきた。ま、特にそのこれまで流れてきた。ま、特にそのこれまで流れてきた。ま、特にそのこれまで流れてき
like pixelized like 2D type games where it's like yeah it's the same thing right it's like no no it's yeah. <laughs> well I can see why they most likely did it because 2 got an enormous graphical leap from the first one yeah. and I'm guessing they just wouldn't have had enough space to keep the open world and everything else that's why they had to take out the mini games to make them all smaller just to fit it in and everything else yeah because like 2 was also on the Wii wasn't it <laughs> yeah they are yeah. both on the Wii mm. But yeah, if you do comparison of watching like just the opening fight of No More Heroes One to No More Heroes Two's opening fight, there's an enormous graphical leap. <laughs> yeah, and I think Suda, like even though that was a very simple uh, put together video, I think it was really well thought out. Yeah, because he was sitting perfectly just for the center of the screen, so the boss was obscured. Even the combat itself was pretty obscured. Yeah, yeah. his big fat head just teasing us. He's basically the uh, Japanese version of Adult Swim. Yes, <laughs> who's just taunting us with the Aquatine Hunger Force movie. Yeah, 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 in tiny, tiny writing. Yes. In the corner of the screen. Yeah, it's right there. Come on. <laughs> We're watching the whole movie. <laughs> but yeah, so that's um, No More Heroes 3. Yes, yes. No More Heroes 3. Yeah, it's an actual real sequel instead yeah. of like Travis Strikes Back or Returns or whatever the hell that other spin Yeah, the top-down beat-em-up. That's yeah. Travis does a touchdown and then returns to his family Well, home. basically <laughs> when I played for the game, as I discussed before, it's like I could tell from playing the game, it's more of like Suda coming back to game development mm. because mm. there's a lot of grief that he's through. He's talked about a lot about game development through that game, even though Travis is not a developer. Yeah. And he's taking up grief with other developers of the past and everything else like that. And, <gasps> and it, you can see it all lines up with Suda. Like he wanted to make the niche games and everything and then he was able to get his big break with the big studio, but then suddenly he talks about the creativity be taken away from them and then comes back and everything. And then it's like, now I'm ready to come back because, you know, the Switch is very affordable to develop for and everything. So yeah. mm. he's able to control exactly what he wants and everything. And But yep. yeah, but it comes down to, I'm excited for No More Heroes 3. I really enjoyed the first two. two. I played for both of them multiple times and everything at the same time. So yes, yeah, hopefully... Travis was smashed. Yeah, and I think as you said, I said uh, you said a quote basically from Suda was, "I want to make a game how a Marvel movie watches." Yeah, that's what he mm. wanted for No More Heroes Three. He said he wanted to make something of Marvel movie scale, so yeah. he wants to make it big. And we're showing from the trailer, it's big. It's going to be amazing because it looks like little alien goes home, brings back his friends. True Gravity Falls, weird Mageddon style. They're all a bunch of misfits who have like Triangle Man and. Bare face and well, we got Triangle Squish Man, Boy. And we got Axe Man, and we got Lady with weird pink octopus, and we got uh, giant guy, devil. Asian guy with a gun. And <laughs> yeah, just but when you look at all the lineup, it's done like a Marvel movie. Like yeah. when the main character turns and says, "Superheroes pop," we're going to jump on it, and they're all lined up. It's like there's the bosses. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's really good. So hopefully, I don't know when we'll actually see some more footage on that. Well, they still, as mm. from the last trailers, they said 2020 release. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, so no. I'm not really holding my breath, but still, <laughs> I'd rather go with it. I'm not going to go with the it's done when it's done, but it's like, just give him a bit of time. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So we'll stick with video games for a bit longer because you've been playing Last of Us 2, haven't I you, I have. And you've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2, haven't you, Nick? Yes, I beat Dragon Quest Eleven, which I posted on my Instagram, yeah. and then I beat recently, yesterday, which was Red Dead Redemption 2. Do you ever really beat the Wild West? No, <laughs> not really, but that's exactly what I <laughs> More did. More like the Wild West beats you. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. After I beat the game, the character, because of the story-wise, gets a lot of money from it and everything, and basically you have enormous amount of stack of cash. Yeah, that happens in every Rockstar game. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can do all these mundane tasks that get like a little bit of cash, but yeah. you know, you just play the story. It's like, I'm going to have more cash than I know what to do with. So. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. If you do like two or three side quests on the side, you get better guns as well than you actually can buy at the store because they, ca- they block you off on the catalogue and everything else like that. <laughs> But, yeah, when it came through then, that's when 
I'm going to go back to the game and explore the rest of the map and everything because I went down to Armadillo. Uh, Armadillo. Armadillo, where the town is and everything from the first Red Dead Redemption game yep. and everything. Uh, but then, of course, I went. I tried to go to Mexico from across the river <laughs> and with the horse, he just drowns instantly. Some of the horse and I try to use a canoe to get across and he just instantly drowns even in the canoe. So <laughs> guess you can't go there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but judging by the map itself, Red Dead Redemption 2 map is enormous as it is. It's way bigger than the first game. Yeah. Mm. And there's way more to explore and everything else like that. And of course... I'm not even counting about how many different animals that I can hunt because the bison have now turned up, which just turned out out of nowhere and everything. And when I went to the swamp area, I found snapping ta- uh, snapping alligator turtles and <laughs> gators and all the different birds and everything that live out in those areas and all the fishing that you can do, all the different fish you can catch. And it's enormous of how much you can actually do. But now oh, yeah, it's a do. massive game. Mm. Yeah, massive, massive. So basically, it'll just be going out and exploring every part of the map and finding whatever little extra secrets and everything else like that. And um, But yeah, only just my main... General complaints, though, when it comes down to it, it's like there's some chapters that make no sense of why they put in because it doesn't continue on, like some stories and everything. Like there's one part where you fight against two feuding families mm. and they have a Romeo and Juliet-like setting and everything, and then they just, after that, they just don't talk about it anymore. They just <laughs> yeah. disappear and go away. I'm like, well, what was the point of that? Like though, it's over now. Yeah, though that does happen in Red Dead 1. There's um, that initial starting part where you start off at the farm. And then eventually it gets to the point where it's like, oh, you never see that character ever again. They're just gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that lady takes interest in Master and everything. Yeah. It just, just stops all entirely. It's like, okay. Um, but, yeah, there was, when I say for Red Dead Redemption 2, there was actually other parts that were I was not expecting in the gameplay that entertained me a lot. Like, there's a part where he actually builds his own house. And it actually goes with the music players. We're going to put a nail in the hammer and everything else like that while they're building and everything else like that. Yeah, there's like little segments like that that were actually very interesting and everything. There was a lot of walking segments, which I'm not a big fan of, like forced walking segments than everything mm. else. And then it got to a point where even Dylan agreed that it just gets the most emissions for away the variety and just turns into shoot everyone. Yep, it's keep like shooting. Time to do a mission where I shoot everybody directly in the head. Yeah, keep shooting everyone again and again and again. Yep. Um, versus, you know, the other ones you have bounties where you had like dead or alive rulings and everything else like that yeah. and you know they had different like the other ones like i was saying like building a house or starting up a farm and going to all these extra little efforts and everything but then it just near the end it just gets to just keep shooting bang 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 it's like yeah, yeah there was not everyone killing each other in that time period rockstar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a bit but not not to that extent not to that extent <laughs> it was a massive just like, wars yeah i'm when, gonna rob the stage yeah, <laughs> And that's what it comes down to is like, again, when it comes like to stagecoach robberies, when you've got two guns and everyone's coming down the same corridor, you can exactly, it becomes very easy from there. <laughs> murder, uh, perfect. Yeah, pretty much, yes. Murder everyone in your path. Uh, and you've been playing The Last of Us 2. I have. Is and there any fact, spoilers? Uh, it's, I've actually been thinking... Oh, wait, no, the wrong one. Uh, oh, wait, but, that, this one. Yeah, spoilers! Yay, the spoiler time! <laughs> No, no. no I've, I've actually been thinking about how to say things about this game for a while without well, actually I, I spoiling can, anything. I can ask questions where you can people who've played the game or know about spoilers will know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, but we're not spoiling exactly. Anything. Okay, okay. So but, I can ask the question now. All right, what do you think about that character that turns up? That character. It's actually very interesting that character because I can't say too much about the, the game. The name or that character, what it is, but just who that character is. Yeah, I think I know exactly who you're talking about. But kind of the game is kind of two halves. Like mm-hmm. the first half you play as Ellie, but the second half you play as another character. And it's not really like there's nothing to do. You played as two characters in the first game, so it's yeah. not really a big spoiler. But the first 
character playing as Ellie, uh, it's more or less exactly the same as Last of Us 1. And you pretty much play as her for like eight, ten hours. Yeah. And it's more or less exactly the same as the first game. And I'm like, why did they do this? Like, why do they make the same game again? What's going on? But then you switch to the other character and the game evolves from being okay to being great. Well, that's good. I absolutely love playing as a new character. And the storyline of this new character is vastly way more interesting than anything that Ellie's doing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good because I don't have a fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> well, that's what <laughs> I said, but I have to. So we're just doing that. So we're doing yeah, exactly. the best spoiler-free as possible. But no, it's, it's, it's just the shame, though, because it's, it's the shame of how the new character is introduced. That's yeah, where I've yeah, seen exactly. a lot of the backlash come from. Yeah, mm. but um, but it's just a shame, though, because it takes so long for the game to become great. But I can see exactly why they did it. Because if it started off with this new character, everyone would be like, where's Ellie? What's going on with Ellie? It's my favourite girl, Ellie. Where is she? <laughs> Bloody hell. And speaking of Last of Us, um, I don't know if it's still in development or not, or uh, Fireflies, the Project Fireflies is the H- HBO television series. Yeah, it's still in production. I've checked up. It's still going through with production in the meantime. So I think, I think that'll be really good. Hopefully, as you said, because they just retold, well, they didn't retell it, but they just, same game, basically. Hopefully... Yeah. Hopefully they tell a bit of a different story to The Last of Us. For yeah, the, for, it's, it's for the like show. the rumours that were coming about of The uh, of the Last of Us movie for like the longest time. And like a lot of people were like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And then everyone else was like, why? I mean, The Last <laughs> of Us is The Last of Us movie. Yeah, exactly. It is yes. a movie, pretty much. So you don't, you don't need that. But with a TV series, it'd be good to see some of the other aspects of the world, the Fireflies and all that stuff. Yeah. So I think that's where they're going to go with it. So mm. out of 10 so far? Um... Uh, it's, it's tough though, because like, because it's so shit. It's like it's like two games of one. Like, so how, how do you rate that? Well, it, rate the first half. Uh, first half is like a three, and then the second half. Second half is like a probably a seven, eight. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, but, let's let's do the math right. Okay, so ten no. plus three, a seven plus three, yeah. that's ten. Ten plus ten is twenty, so yeah. that's five well, out of. 10. No, no, we're not using how game reviews do anything it's Average. like no it comes down to so it's like it's exactly what i was talking about with red dead as well it's like there's mm. some segments where i go what the fuck that made no sense or anything else like that yeah. but then when i look at the game as a whole and everything i can judge it differently that's yeah. how it works mm. it's the entire storyline altogether because i was um a lot of people actually only me that i talked to was i mean the last of us was a game that really didn't need a sequel to be honest, mm. I think it, it told a story and it ended a story. Yeah, but yeah. of course, there's like a billion dollars that you're sitting on there because yeah. Last of Us One did so well. So yeah, yeah. and I know, do recommend the. Do? I actually recommend the Last of Us the PS4 port where it actually mm. runs at 60 frames. And everything. Yeah. phenomenal to see at that. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah, so that's I think good. So yeah. would you recommend people go out and buy it, see for themselves? Uh, <laughs> well, like again, but, it, but like it is. But, it's like I said. It's like I got. There's two. There's the reason why there's because of the new character why there's such an extreme reaction that I've seen. Yeah, and it's really hard to base it on that because some people uh, with other characters look at other characters certain ways and everything, mm. and it's really hard to make a recommendation just based on that because I've seen yeah. Yeah. So I've seen some of the extreme negative reactions like yeah. on live streams and everything like. Breaking discs out of anger reactions and everything. <laughs> though it's very interesting, though, because when the new character very first shows up, you're like, oh, man, fuck this character. But eventually when you play as them, it's like you understand exactly where they're coming from. Yeah. And you learn about this character, which is great, though, because like Ellie's a fully developed character. Like Her arc was in the first game. Yeah. Right. But with this new character, you 
get the character development from her. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, that's I've, good. I've always loved character development in in games, and the dynamic between her and Joel was so fantastic in the first game. And a lot of the like playing as Ellie is just her by herself, yeah. and there's no dynamic, and she's already developed as a character. It's like, yeah. where is this going? What's happening? And that's the problem with the trailer they show. Is like she's showing a lot of character development and stuff, and other characters, but she's <laughs> yeah. not there. <laughs> Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to duck into the promo zone. We're going to give you some uh, good podcasts to listen to. Mm. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about some TV shows and some anime yes. coming All up. Right. And some uh, films, anime films. Well, yes. Well, yeah. films, everything. Anime general. films. Manime. Yes. <laughs> Japanese anime. <laughs> okay, cool. We'll be right back. Right. Peace. Bye, everyone. Have a good... Um, um, keep listening. Yeah, keep listening. Don't we'll be back. Anywhere. Okay, bye. That ought to hold all those SOPs. Wonder soul. Wonder, soul. Wonder, soul. Wonder, soul. Wonder soul. Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real life conversations that all can find relatable. New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wondersoul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wondersoul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wondersoul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parley Hour Podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points, our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Hey, friends and potential lovers. Have you ever felt so passionately after watching a TV show or a movie but not have a pal to share it with? Allow us the honor of keeping you company with our weekly podcast for your reference with your hosts, Katie and OT. Each episode, we break down our hot takes that you'll either ardently agree or vehemently disagree with, like subs versus dubs. How important is a cohesive narrative? What's with the popularity of the relatable villain? Is it possible to be truly objective in spite of your own experiences? And most importantly, are you getting a clue and which direction is it pointing? Come on now, it's pointing towards for your reference. That's a great reference. If you've got a little room in your rotation for some salacious frivolity, check out for your reference wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, it's Anton, host of the Discount Podcast. Look man, monies can suck a lot. The weekend's over, you gotta go back to work. Maybe you can't stand your coworkers, which is likely. Whatever the case may be, we can help you make your Monday just a little bit better. Check out our show, The Discount Podcast, where we talk about nonsense and anything and everything. It's always fun, it's not always politically correct, and it's just us. So tune in and let us make the start of your week not suck quite so much. Available wherever you can listen to podcasts. New episodes up every Monday. Discount Podcast, the DP. You didn't expect it, but you might like it. And we're 
back, I'm everybody. Back. Ooh, that break was exhausting. Oh, my God. I had a lot of food in my hole. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys enjoy that meal we had? Yeah. yeah that I had food meal. come out of my hole. Yeah, that part where we just <laughs> sat here and didn't eat anything. Oh, wait. No, hang on. Dem Fancy Dinosaurs, brought to you by Cup Noodles, presents mm-hmm, I hope television so. shows. I'm supposed yeah. to be getting cup noodles from Japan, but because of the pandemic, I just it's just sitting there waiting for me. Yeah. The curry flavoured. Oh, well, at least, you know, it won't go off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it'll last forever. Yeah. So, what we're going to talk about, a few different TV shows. I've got a trailer to show Dylan. It's not very... I don't know if, Dylan, you'll remember this show from back in the day. Probably not. Probably will. Well, it depends what this is in relation to and what my viewer knowledge is. My hope is that there is somebody that's out there that knows the truth. Give us a little help. That's what we're asking for. And the producers of Straight. I kept saying there is something bigger. I'm gonna find out. Well, well, new mysteries going on. All these years, we never spoke of it. Unexplained events. It just doesn't make sense. From all over the world. I just can't forget about it. I won't forget about it. I would have never let her go. I think they were probably taken by people who were desperate. I have no memory of the lost time. I saw a lot of lights. All of a sudden, everything erupted <laughs> loudly. <laughs> I get goosebumps thinking about it. This case needs to stay open. It should have never closed. I know something happened to him. I know somebody did something to him. What were they hoping to accomplish? I'm here because I think there's hope. I really do. If you know something, please come out. All right. Yeah, there you go. That was a trailer for a show called for Unsolved Uns- Mysteries. Yes, Unsolved. which I have never seen. Ah, okay. Well, me and Nick have seen Unsolved oh. Mysteries when growing up and everything. And yeah, so the original series starred a uh, well-known actor known as Robert Stack. Um, yes. You might remember the theme song and also yes. his. <coughs> I mean, residents. What the fuck just happened? Thanks, autoplay. Thanks, uh, yeah, YouTube's autoplay. Let me just stop that because it's how to beat the hunting platform. No, that's not the video. Oh, how to beat the Hunger Games platform. Oh, okay. Thank you. Kill everyone else. Yeah, that's how you win at Hunger Games. (laughs) Yeah. If you kill everyone else, you are the winner and you get to go home and live in riches forever. Mm. Okay, so... Back to your pub lifestyle, you District 11 freak. Yeah, go back to baking bread or whatever the fuck you did. Yeah, go back to somehow painting yourself into a rock. Yeah, like, somehow. Even how did you finish that last arm? I, I I got a degree in cake decorating, but for some reason I can paint myself into nature. He was a rock. Yeah, I just sure. I, I still can't get over the fact that he was a rock. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did he paint that head? And his other head. I don't understand. Okay, so back to Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries, Robert Stack. You might remember him as going... Welcome to the mystery. No, I can't do his voice, unfortunately. Sorry, I won't do him justice. But um, it was around, what, 80s and 90s? Yeah, it was around eight ladies, very early 90s, that show and everything. And it did the whole, basically, the people coming on, just like, and then I went out and there was a bright light. 
And then I woke up and my anus hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, and then when I came to, I was home. Did you yeah. know what happened? And it's like, do you know what happened or anything? It's just like, yeah, it must have been aliens. <laughs> <laughs> just like, no, it just sounds like he had a very bad night. Yeah. <laughs> and then Something they, called uh, uh, vodka. Yeah, yes. and the light you saw was the uh, policeman's torch. Yeah, in your face. <laughs> and you're getting home because your friend took you home <laughs> and then assaulted you. So, <laughs> so I think the uh, interesting thing about this as a Netflix series is Netflix are renowned for doing these true crime series mm. series that have very um, it's got a formula to it. It's mm. like here's the case, here are the players. Yeah, let's make up our minds. Yeah, you'll be able to solve the case. It's like ah uh, no, even in the trailer you show them <laughs> using a dog to try and find him, and the dog's scent is way better than people. And if it didn't find anything, I'm sorry, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't think it's there. <laughs> So I think what made Unsolved Mysteries so good, well, I think these days makes it so good, it was very campy and very uh, kind of offbeat. Mm. And even episodes like two seasons away would have updates about episodes, previous ones. It's like, in the update, this person has been found, thanks to everyone's cooperation. Yeah. But with a true crime series, it's a lot more gritty and grim. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's going to be really interesting. There's six mysteries coming out on uh, July the 1st. Mm. So if anyone wants to check that out, have a gandy. Tell us if you can solve the crimes. Yeah. Who shot JFK? Yeah. No, stop it. We Come already on. know. Come on, 4chan, you can solve it. Work yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, those people are totally not lying. I mean, it only happened to him and no one else on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be interesting. That's Unsolved Mysteries, July 1st. Check it out. Yeah. And I think there's some Ghibli news. What, what? Yes, i got to look up the title for the film because I've already forgotten it. But basically... I are the Witch or something? I and the Witches, I'm guessing. I and the Witches. I think, yeah, it sounds like a band. Yeah, basically it looks like it's a band setting. It has the Ghibli art style, but the big controversy is going on. It's going to be a fully CGI movie, computer graphics animated. Mm. And, of course, a lot of people have the rightful way of being mad about 3D animation uh, because we've had a long history of what seeing most Japanese uh, animators when it comes outside of video games are not very good (laughs) at making (laughs) CG work and everything. Though 3D CG has gotten to the point where it pretty much blends in more or less perfectly. Like there's some shows that are, some anime shows that are fully 3D and you're like, ugh, gross. But once you get used to it, it's like, yeah, it's fine. But there's some really, really phenomenal 3D animations that I've seen for 3D animes and everything. And mm. then there's, of course, other, again, as you mentioned, there's been a, many atrocious ones, which I can explain one of the most <laughs> atrocious one everyone thinks <laughs> of. <laughs> Berserk. <laughs> yeah, I'll get into that in a second. But this is, I'm just going to give a brief history. This is not the first time that Ghibli have dipped into using 3D animation at all. Mm. Uh, Princess Mononoke, the very opening part where the... The angry boar guard that chases everyone through the village and everything else like that when it's yeah. enthralled. That is all 3D. Yeah, and even the um, the castle from House Moving Castle was fully yeah. 3D. Yeah, yeah, there's been a lot of the latest films that have a lot of stuff have been fully 3D in stuff, but it, you haven't noticed it because it's been well mixed as well with the 2D, which yeah, is the exactly. whole point of 3D animation. Like, there's even a behind the scenes of House Moving Castle where they literally cut out frames on purpose just so it looked uh, so it blended with the 2D animation better. Yeah. yeah, and basically what it comes down to, the golden rule is that, one, we know Ghibli do not cut back when it comes to frames of animation. They always do 25 frames a second. Yeah, of course. Onto the down to the point and everything. It has the same art style as the other Ghibli films and everything. And for a 3D film, it looks like it's taking advantage of 3D because we know that Ghibli films always like to have scenic shots or very good use of lighting and everything else for their shots and everything. And this is going to be a rock band, so expect the light show and everything else like yeah. that and everything. Mm. If as long as it keeps the same art style, the great expressions and the smooth animation and everything was still everything that they've done for the past films, it can turn out good. Yeah. Well, I and, think and as, long as, as long as they keep that uh, traditional um, 
what Miyazaki used to do with some of his films, like take Castle of Cagliostro, for instance. That's yeah. not a Ghibli film, but it's still a Miyazaki film, yeah. which paved way for that. There's a scene where Lupin's just sitting on his car and then it just cuts to some trees blowing in the wind and this, the oh, grass Oh, the scenic blowing. shots when they're travelling along and everything. Yeah, like and that. he treated it like a movie. Yes. So I think as long as they keep that essence to it, yeah. like you don't always have to be facing on characters constantly, 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 <laughs> yeah. then you'll be right. Yeah, yeah, there's just like little, like again, the film Ponyo, the yeah. whole cooking scene itself where the mum's cooking breakfast, the most amazing looking yeah. breakfast you'll ever <laughs> see. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, but it's just like, it's just those little tiny things that people don't realise. Same with like, that's one of my Princess Mononoke is one of my favourites. Just the travelling parts of him going through the wilderness and over the mountains and through the forest and all that. Mm. There's no t- dialogue or anything or him to explain it. I'm now going through the forest. Oh, look at these things I did. What's that? No, no, it's just yeah. all done naturally as how things look naturally and move naturally yeah i think that's one of the things that i love about ghibli films is that a lot of the um a lot of the scenes are shot like that's like very still camera and the character kind of like moves through the scene yeah yes yeah he knows when to just lock the camera in place i yeah. guess totoro for example totoro really has no story to it it is just mm. an art piece. yes it's literally like hey this weird cat showed up yeah and it's a cat bus yeah and <laughs> here we go this kid's gonna introduce himself to the big cat oh that's cute cool yeah, yeah. It. but it's just beautiful. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. Well, it comes down to again one of the reasons why. Again, I have more faith is because Ghibli again are funded by the Japanese government as well to make their films and yeah. everything. Which is the films they play are debuted on television. Mm. Uh, that's how they work there and everything. And we go to see them at the cinemas and everything else like that. Uh, Disney will be the publisher most likely for that again for the dubbing and everything. Yeah. Uh, but the reason why we talk about again, it's like when it comes down to the Berserk situation. I can explain why Berserk did not turn out very great when it came back for its new free animation. You see, this is one of the reasons why we don't get Berserk regularly, the manga itself, and that is uh, the creator of Berserk is obsessed with a game called Idle Sim, which is basically you running an idol. An idol is basically like a little girl that does performance stuff and everything for like pop idol songs and everything yeah, else it's, like it's that. Yeah. Essentially the equivalent of like boy bands, but for Japan. Yeah, it's their version. They have boy bands, but it's but the idols are bigger though. Yeah. That's basically it. And basically there's like, a game where you play as an idol manager and arrange all shows and everything. And basically when they came back to say, hey, we want to re- animate the rest of the parts of Berserk and everything, and I got super pumped because there's a part called the Dark Church and everything uh, where basically it's a phenomenal part and everything and I really because I knew one part that was not going to get animated which was, was the moth children because how many yeah. children get murked in, in that basically <laughs> they weren't going to do that but yeah. when it came to the dark church and everything I was super super pumped for that part and then basically what happened is he turned around and said okay I want the person that directed Idol Sim Game to be the head director of the animation so you're <laughs> so basically you're giving someone who has no experience with dark fantasy or any action scenes whatsoever, doesn't know anything about that and everything, and he's the director for this and everything. So we got all the no-nos of when you make an action scene. Shaky camera, camera's too close, mm. camera's too far, where it's being blocked out by scenery. When it comes to like the scenes when you read from the manga, beautiful, <sighs> perfectly centred, everything. So your eye doesn't yeah. get lost in the detail and everything. <laughs> All of that's gone. And basically the rendering style, for some reason, they decide to make it like this weird line sketchy renders on the 3D models and everything. And it's like, you could have made it black and white and added actually more frames animation and done everything properly and it would have looked phenomenal. (laughs) But no, we got this shaky mess and everything and then people try and turn around and say, oh, it's just as good. No, it's not. (laughs) No, do not you dare ever compare that new one to the manga ever again. Yeah, It's pointing at me like I'm the... No, I'm I'm pointing because I have to do this because I'm that (laughs) mad about this show and everything else. In this instance, I'm the public. 
Berserk Masters. Yeah, that's yeah. it, the Masters. But I'm saying, that's like, that was one of my favorite parts of the Berserk manga and everything. Yeah. I waited so long for it to be animated because I had the original 90s one, even if it's 480p on Blu-ray and everything. <laughs> but that's the main factor is I waited so long for that part to be animated. it up. And they royally fucked it up. And that's why I got really mad. It's the like same like One Punch Man Season 2. That made me... <laughs> seeing blood man we, we, we don't talk about one punch man season two we don't talk about toey no toey no it wasn't no, toey no it was, no. It, no it was not toey no it was toey oh, no it wasn't yeah. toey studios it wasn't either of them it was a company that worked on revolutionary girl utana and everything else oh, like right, that. Right. it was a completely different studio but the problem is is that it was treated like an anime studio and they basically just made it you could tell they cut corners and everything oh, yeah. else like that versus one punch man season one the director even admitted saying we didn't spend any more than any other anime properly. That's it. We had really talented artists and we actually had the artist of Ice Shield 21 and One Punch Man who draws for him now, the manga now, the redrawing and everything. Yeah. He actually knew an online site where new animators would uploading their work for free of like amazing action scenes and them just trying to get their <laughs> notice and everything. And he went to them and said, would you like to draw this scene from One Punch Man? Do I? <laughs> and then that's why we got – it's phenomenal when you look at One Punch Man in comparison – the camera angles, the shifting, the yeah. weight of everything—it's phenomenal. Yeah, and that's, it's it's kind of the same as um, I don't know Pacific Rim one compared to Pacific Rim two. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. If you look at um, in Pacific Rim one, you had Del Toro was working on the fact that these were giant chunks of metal. Yes, and they had weight to them. They'd punch a monster, and there was weight. In the sequel, Uprising, it's like, whoa, we can do backflips, and you know, there's no weight to either of any yeah. of these things. Mm. People are like, actually, it was the metal they used. It's like, mm, no, shut up. They're still <laughs> no. giant monsters. No, exactly. It's, it comes down to its basic physics as well. Things of that <laughs> giant and mass cannot move like that, people. Yeah. Like even to do an impact shot on one of those uh, monsters, he had the rocket arm to smash one in the face. Yeah, mm. and you saw the weight of it, of it flying through and punching and everything. It's like the only ones that I can say that get away with giant mech weight and everything is the Evangelion series because yep. they still respect the rules of weight. Yeah. Like yeah. even the opening first episode where Shinji's just walking, you see all everything around it just psh, the glass shatter and everything just because of the force of this thing moving and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, I uh, like to believe... Oh, that's right. There was an anime series of Pacific Rim um, coming to Netflix. Yeah. Just when we were talking about that, I thought it was just interesting. Um, apparently, it's going <laughs> to debut in 2020. Don't think so. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see that happening. But I think an yeah, anime series would be really good for, like, Netflix. Yeah, if it's Pacific, done correctly. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, if they fuck up, yeah, then. obviously. Yeah, but that's the golden rule when it comes to animation, and it's my biggest pet peeve when it comes to animation, is getting the correct weight yeah. for something. That's mm, how it works. 100%. I don't agree anymore. Um, <laughs> weighting is so important to me because I can't, I need to, I can't suspend my disbelief for that. If I see a giant monster picking up a boat and flicking, like smashing in someone, there needs to be struggle there. And yeah. it needs to take time. It needs weight and everything. Like the Ava movie again. Remember Oscar when she picks up the giant naval ship and yeah. lifts it up and you can see it break apart and then twists the body and then everything to throw it and yeah. everything else like that. That makes it more believable. And speaking of believable and unbelievable, let's talk about uh, something that is quite unbelievable and we, don't need to, we, we do need to suspend our disbelief for it. Uzumaki. Ah, yes. Um, Bing! The Uzumaki anime that's got announced. Uh, you can still check out the, the trailer for it, basically, with the spiralling music as well. The soundtrack is all spiralling. Yep. Uh, Dylan sent me through Facebook uh, a Twitter of the studio saying that they're still 
working on it. It's still coming along, and they're actually using Junji Ito's Uzumaki manga panels as reference and everything. Yeah, they're, so, they're more or less using them as like storyboard pieces. Yeah, so yeah. and it's with writing next to it, so you can tell they're writing like some little brief Japanese. I know is like saying like zoom in and everything else like that comes down to it and everything. So they're using the good work for reference and everything yeah. else like that. It looks mm. like it's still going to be hand drawn. Uh, because, yeah, it's basically it when it comes to the main shots and everything. And as, a, as the, most people who don't know Uzumaki is about the two protagonists that are living. These two char- these two protagonists always appear in Junji Ito's work all the time as well. It's a mm. Japanese boy and a blonde-headed Japanese girl, but they always appear when all these messed-up situations all the time, and it just happens <laughs> to be there in a town where everything is a spiral everywhere, and it's driving the people mad there, basically. Yeah. So that sounds... Like, I'm going to watch a shit out of that because it looks like that's only <laughs> the first episode. And I always like the idea of a manga being turned into an actual anime because mm. your storyboards are already made for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like the uh, the new stuff that they've been releasing with um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Like, they've done comparisons of, like, the actual show versus the manga. And it's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's almost like one for one. So. Oh, yeah. David Production's done phenomenal <sighs> part when it comes to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Including in the newest one, uh, Golden Wind, it was infamously called the seven-page Muda, <laughs> where basically uh, uh, o Giovanna basically just pounds the shit out of this guy for seven panels, <laughs> pages, <laughs> and basically they just animated each of those scenes, and it was just, like, phenomenal when you see the animated <laughs> and everything. <laughs> So that's when you know you got a not good anime is because... They, oh, they speaking of that, them. though, since you brought up JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, me and mm. Dylan recently watched there's also a JoJo's Over, which is, means only video releases are The one available. you acquired, yeah? Yeah, uh, yeah. basically it's based off a character called Rohan, uh, Rohan mm. who's in part four. He's the manga card, the manga artist, mm. with his hand, uh, Heaven's Door. Basically, Heaven's Door is an incredibly broken stand. <laughs> basically, if anyone sees his page, he can control and see inside them like read them like a book physically yeah. pages on them and everything and you can write in them and they'll yeah. do things and everything yeah so it can alter like anything inside them accordingly it, <laughs> yeah it, so it can write like oh your stand cannot affect me and then they're fucked yeah <laughs> and as well but that's what it comes down to here's just a breakdown of how powerful that stand is as well is not only does it help him as a manga artist he's working consistently do everything super fast yeah. and everything but the next part is like I saw the part where he had looked at a chicken in the fridge one time and he goes, when's it going to expire? He touched the chicken and the page is open and it told him right down to the last second when that chicken was going to go bad and everything else oh, like geez. that. That's how much detail he can get out of someone. And that's yeah. what he first started off as a villain. He was doing to the character Koichi where he he was just found out he was a fan. He's like, well, I want to see anything interesting about you. And then when he looks through the pages, yeah. what's this? Josuke Okiasu stands. Yeah. So interesting. It was, it was more or less like any secrets inside somebody that he could just like open up and read. It'd be like, oh yeah, I'm not going to tell you this. Or guess what? Yes, you are. Yeah. And that's basically where he's obviously uh, Hiroki Araki's uh, favorite character because he's the only character I've ever seen drawn with him as they're like <laughs> arm in arm holding each other and everything. But he gave... Um, he had two over. He had uh, two separate issues. He had one for Rohan with many different stories, and he had another one with Yoshikage Kira, where it explains what happened to him after he died and everything else like that, which is a whole other story in itself. Yeah. But basically, David Productions have gone back and animated some of the ones, uh, and of course, they're all bizarre adventures as they usually are and everything. And mm. or as I describe, it's like Rohan goes to the gym and he hates it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Rohan goes to church and he hates it. Yeah. <laughs> And basically, yeah, they're phenomenally well animated, exactly like the shows and everything. And uh, we watched recently the one where he goes to the gym and he runs into someone where their stand is obviously taken over them and physically changed their body to make them look like um, one of the Greek set, uh, Greeks uh, gods and everything, like oh, the wings yeah. on their legs and the wings on the muscles have changed <laughs> and everything. And the guys could become completely obsessed with exercising. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what he's become. Like he steals and murders from people just to keep 
getting funding to exercise. Yeah, they, you know. they cut to his fiance's apartment and it's like littered with like with one of those like those jungle gym things, like those oh, yeah. like those things that you can stick on the walls where you could climb and whatnot. Yeah. All she, over the place. Yeah, and she's like, Oh, I hate this. Get out of here. He's like, okay, he just goes at the windows, like the whole entire side of the window is covered them with them as well. <laughs> yeah, so and he's, he's like, climbing out and yeah, he just scales like the building back down. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, they'll fit I really recommend it. It's called uh so and thus spoke Rohan. That's the name you're looking for and everything. Mm. Uh, and I say read up of the mangas ones and everything. I don't. I would like to see the abalone one animated more than anything else. That's where he meets with the chef from part four, and he's like, "Let's go to the bay. We're going to get abalone. They're the most delicious." And then when they do that, it, Rohan realizes there's skeletons at the bottom because the abalone are drowning people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good as well because um, like during JoJo's part four, there was a lot of one-time characters that were introduced and you never, never saw them again. Yeah. Like the chef, for example. He's like, oh, yeah, my stand is to make delicious food. And it's like, no, this is a trick. He's trying to trick us, but apparently he was just trying to make really good food. Yeah. The whole but that, time. Well, that's what he does. His stand actually can cure people of, thing, of their illnesses and everything yeah, that's like right. that. Yeah. So basically it first makes them look like they're violently ill and everything, but then the exact opposite happens. Yeah. As it happens to character Okiasu when he has like a meal and then suddenly he's like, oh, my teeth are falling out of the cavities. And he's like, whoa, my teeth grew back. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Like, otherwise it better. But it looks horrifying when it happens at first. Like, it's like, all big and bloody yeah. and everything. Ah. And he's like, oh, my shoulder. Oh, it's, yeah. it's so itchy. And just rips out his skin. He's and ri- then it heals back instantly. It's like, oh, my shoulder's like so limp. And flexible. <laughs> oh, yeah. and everything. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, heading over to the West. Um, there's been some updates on The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Um, the update is they don't know when the final episode of season 10 is coming out still. <laughs> um, but um, they think that Fear the Walking Dead season 6 is going to premiere during San Diego Comic-Con and something you guys won't have noticed yet, San Diego Comic-Con is doing something different this year because of obviously COVID-19. Yeah, of course. It's called SDCC at home. Yeah, they're doing the live pass like they're doing for the other events and everything. So, yeah. And it's all free. Oh, cool. So we That's can good. all get front row passes to any of the panels we want. Nice. Through the S- I mean, it'll be... F- Fucking swamped with people. It'll mostly be on Twitch or any of those big sites or Yeah, YouTube. so it's all going to be live streamed and yeah. then they're going to debut their trailers that way and that's hmm. July, I think, 22nd, oh, uh, nice. 22nd and 26th. So it's going to be interesting. And then, yeah, The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, they think is going to premiere hopefully around then hmm. because they've still... So The Walking Dead had Fear the Walking Dead Season 6 to come out and basically last year AMC decided that The Walking Dead was going to run three shows. So there was a new show called uh, Fear the... Uh, sorry, The Walking Dead, A World Beyond premiered all right it was about two main characters who had existed through it's 10 years after the apocalypse started and there's mm. a massive settlement and they yeah. live there behind the walls and they've never been outside the walls ah, okay so, so they were born during the apocalypse so an attack on titan situation <clears throat> yeah pretty much and then they go they want to go from one settlement to another settlement to find one of the girl's fathers so it's all like it's a coming of age story and you know, getting used to the world or something. Mm. So I don't know what happened to that. It's all about the CRM, which they started to introduce in the Walking Dead season five of Fear the Walking Dead and during season nine of the OG series. Yeah, there's these three different settlements called the CRM. I think the Commonwealth is part of it. You'd know what the Commonwealth yep. is based on the comic book. Yep. The C is probably for Commonwealth. R is for Roger, and M is for Martin. It could be Republic or whatever. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I think the I think. The Commonwealth Republic Militia, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. It could be either three towns because it, their symbol is a Venn diagram of three circles yeah. overlapping in one thing. So, yeah. So, we had the scheduling for The Walking Dead was going to be October through to February was going to be The Walking Dead. And then after their break, they were going to do the rest of it. And then there was going to be Fear the Walking Dead for the next uh, like eight, 
16 weeks and then a world beyond after that. So that we're going to have all Walking Dead all year round. Ah. <laughs> all right. But COVID happened. Oh, no. Oh, no. Where <laughs> will I go for my zombie media? Yeah. Because there's only, no zombies in only, any media. If only there was many, many seasons of many, many different zombie shows I could watch. Or movies. Both of you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we got to the very last episode of season 10 when they realized they hadn't finished all the VFX before the stay-at-home order was done for California. Ah. So... They're all stuck inside and they can't do VFX, which I think they could be able to do from yeah, home. Exactly. I don't know. Like, yeah, they could still, know. you know. An- anybody has a computer. Yeah, like, yeah not only could they render it at home, but they could, you know, just save it on USBs and send them in. Just yeah, send it. Even just put yeah. it on the cloud. I'm sure they'd have a yeah, really exactly. expensive cloud. Um, but yeah, so the, the season finale hasn't even aired yet. That means season 11 hasn't even started filming. Hmm. So usually every year The Walking Dead comes out in October. This year, it's not. So oh. it's not. And I'm very disappointed. I know you don't care, but I love this show. <laughs> it's been with me for ten, It's been with me for the last ten the years. The book is over. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of the book, uh July first, uh Robert Kirkman just announced there's gonna be a one shot all about Negan and it's called mm. Negan Lives. And it's all about so Negan stopped appearing in the comic book book around 174, issue 174, yeah, after the Whisperer War. Yeah, after the Whisperer War, that's when he basically just ran off into the wilderness because yeah. he was either that or being locked up. Yeah, That was much. basically his choice, and he was not going to deal with that, so he just ran off into the wilderness. And then the last issue that they ever showed just, just showed panel. him out in the in the panel, just out in the wilderness, just being him. And So this is going to explore, because issue 192 was the last one where Rick, of course, got gunned down and, yeah, died. <laughs> in the most beautiful way ever. Yeah. And I think Robert Kirkman put it so well that like, cause a guy was like, why'd you kill Rick? That was so dumb. He's like, I made a story that the strongest character, he, he made a world so safe for everyone that the strongest character could be killed by the weakest character. Yeah. Mm. That's how safe Rick made the world. Well, that's reality in general. Yeah, a lot of people much. don't want to accept that, but that is the cruel part of nature and everything. You could be the strongest man ever to live and everything, but it, you can still be killed by a child. Yeah, exactly. And I thought that was amazing. And now we're going to see Negan about what he does probably between 174 and 192 when he finds out about the inevitable death of Rick. Yeah. See how that affects him. It's not going to affect the show because Negan's taken a bit of a front seat on the show. He's not that recluse that he was. Yeah. He's actually gained a bit of freedom because he, uh, spoilers, he killed Alpha like he does in the comic book. Yeah. He killed Alpha by cutting her head off. But it was actually Carol who, in the comic book, killed herself ages ago, probably yeah. at the CDC, ages ago. Um, she killed herself and they just moved on. Hmm. So it's going to be amazing, but I think there's going to be a major comic book death. Do you remember when Rick killed Dwight in the Commonwealth? Yes. When he shot him in the head because he had was holding a gun on What's-Her-Face. Yeah. So I have a theory that that is going to be Carol. I think Daryl from the series, who isn't a comic book character, is going to kill Carol Yeah. the Commonwealth because she doesn't trust people. You heard it here first. Actually, I saw it on a YouTube theory. <laughs> <laughs> but I support that theory 100%. Um, yeah, so that's just some Walking Dead update because it's my passion. and. The- yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, any other passions from you guys to update on? Uh, well, I put on my Instagram that I beat Dragon Quest Eleven. Woo! Uh, of course, I went to a part, certain part where you fly as the giant whale to different ports and everything, and I went to specifically a swamp area where there was a lot of... Every time you ran to enemies, I was going to, on average, fight five to six enemies every time. Uh, so that made, of course, when my character was one-hit kills, makes it instantly the battle end straight away, and then yeah. do it again and again and again <laughs> really quickly. But also at the same time, silver enemies would turn up, and silver is the other one that drop 
they that's the risk of it. Silver enemies, when they turn up, they can use a move called Whack, yep. which can be an instant kill. It's a 50-50, a coin uh. split on the character. But at the same time, it could do a summoning of another one. <laughs> and basically... Yeah, they have very, very low health, but there's a high chance you miss them and everything. Yeah. But that's what the best part is. I had characters who had multiple attacks, moves and everything. So even if they missed, they hit it enough times. So it did it, and they get an enormous XP boost because of those characters. So I tried to beat the game when I was at level 70, what the recommendation on the internet, and that is factually wrong for the Switch version because it's <laughs> much, much harder because there's way more and everything. So I just bit the bullet, knuckled down, grinded all the way through. The character max is 90. Uh, yep. So I got 90 for most of the characters, like most of my party were 90, and then I saw the amount of damage my characters could already do, even if they weren't 90, they were more than strong enough and everything. And the next part when it came to fighting the last boss was take full control of all the characters, because one of my problems was I always had it for fight smart to yeah. the enemy. So if anyone gets hurt once, one character goes, I'll heal you, and then the next character goes, I'll heal you, and I'm like, <laughs> you both wasted a fucking move, because <laughs> I looked at, broke down the numbers of how much damage they could do and everything else like yeah. that. So when I took control and everything else like that, I couldn't believe that I beat the boss way more easier and everything else like that. And Dill was like, yeah, you did. It's like, did I? There's got to be another part or anything. Yeah, there you go. It's done. You haven't seen my true form yet. Turns no, that's, into what, a no that's what it did before. It had, when the first time I fought it, it had a part where it you know, stopped time and then you know, summoned more creatures and everything else like that and it became a very, very difficult battle. But once I took yeah. control of it, I was just able to beat the arms and then beat the main body and then that was it. And I was just like, wow, that's it? But basically, <laughs> I came back before, but for some reason I can't do that now. Yeah, and it just didn't do it because, again, it didn't give it enough time for it to build up the damage because the damage output was much, much higher and everything, all the commands yeah. and everything, for it to do it and everything. And then, of course, got the ending where it's just basically, as in the Dragon Quest way, it's just like, oh, you brought light to the world. Good job, hero. And and everything. (laughs) (laughs) The same thing songs. And it had the credits where it showed the older games and everything else like that. And But, yeah, overall, as a classic JRPG, I really enjoyed the game and everything else like that. Mm. Nice. Awesome. I think there's one last thing we can talk about before we... uh, Shoot up? Yeah. What? What? No, not shoot up. Shoot up. <laughs> um, before we before we shut up shop today, um, and that you reminded me by saying giant whale. Uh, mm. Pokemon Snap. Oh yes, ah. yes. They announced a new Pokemon Snap. Uh, if anyone remembered, it came out on the N sixty four. It was a rail. It's not really. A, it's a rail shooter, but yeah. basically, yeah. you use the mechanics to take photos of Pokemon and everything. Mm. And I got a really funny story related to Pokemon <laughs> Snap itself. When that game came out, I had. Uh, what's the one with the flaming of the tonsils again? Tonsillitis. Yeah, severe tonsillitis. Uh. As in my throat completely closed up and I almost died from it. <laughs> and I had to go... You know, to a doctor and so you got a Nintendo 64 game. <laughs> no, I had I rented the. That's the thing that my mum rented the game for me and everything. Oh, but I wasn't allowed I was to. Say, that's not a funny story. No, I was that, no it's a, here's the funny part of the story is because when you get into the doctor, you got the full proper test. You know where they stick the tube mm. down your throat and everything, and you know you get the shots at the first and everything, and they give you this really really high dosing uh, medication. They said, "Watch out, you might have have hallucinations and everything else from this and everything." <laughs> mm. So. This is back in Darwin. I've got the old CRT and everything, and I'm laying on a mattress on the floor in the main living room because that's where everyone could come out to help me and everything, and I'm not in the rooms and everything else like that. And so I started playing Pokemon Snap and everything, and then next thing, out of nowhere, my cousin was right next to me, and 
who's like like a brother to me growing up and everything else like that. And I'm having conversations with this person, my cousin, and going through and playing the game and getting everything else like that. And I took the right deck second and I turned to the left and he's not there anymore. So I, oh. I hallucinated and imagined an entire conversation with a person who was not there <laughs> with me. And luckily no one was awake to see that because it would mean just me staring and talking nothing and everything else like that. But I finished everything in the Pokemon uh, Snap because I focused most of my attention on it. So yeah. doing all the testing and everything, got all the... Even the consolation one in the cave and everything else yeah. like that, and all the even the Mew that would only appear because of a certain moment you do and everything else like that. And yeah. so the original Pokemon Snap was one fifty one. I'm pretty sure because they counted Mew as part of it. Yeah, um, it was the original one fifty one. No, I don't believe all the Pokemon were in the game. But were, not all of them. Yeah, there, from them. there was some, but it was it was Gen one plus Mew. Um, and it wasn't very long as well. I remember, like, I had it myself, and it got to the point where I played it so much that I got like a perfect Mew at the very end, which is pretty difficult. It took yeah. me it took me a while to do. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's the Gen One Pokemon, but not all 150. Yeah. It's the popular ones. <laughs> yeah. Everything so, for Safari. I wonder what the new ones gonna. How many the new ones gonna have? You'd hope <laughs> there'd be quite a few. All there's one thousand million or more. To no, see. they'll have the most popular ones from each gen. Most yeah, exactly. Likely. <laughs> it's always you're gonna always have Pikachu, and you're yep. always gonna have gotta have the other blue Pikachu. Gotta yeah. have gotta have Mimikyu. Lapras, it's, it's popular for some yeah, reason. Lapras will be there. The Whale Lord will be there. Trubbish, <laughs> garbage, <laughs> trash. I, I still don't get that shit. I mean. Yeah. Did a pile of garbage just turn into a Pokemon? Yeah. Well, that po- that Pokemon game was meant to be based like New York City. So yeah. what do you yeah. know when you say there? Lots of trash. <laughs> <laughs> like some of the Pokemon designs are really bizarre and not well thought out. It's like, here's a keychain. Here's a teapot. Here's an ice cream cone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember the ice cream cone. They turned into a double scoop. Yeah. Oi. Yeah. Because back in the day, it was like making puns on, on you know, names. And Actual, there, was, and there was even a seal called Seal. Yeah. yeah that's like, what they did. They actually took real creatures and bugs and made them into Pokemon. Yeah. And that's why the joke is, uh, the Edwin, check out, there's a YouTube animation called Pikachu on Acid, where they make yeah. a joke where Pikachu hey, lands yeah, on a yeah. chair. He's like, hey, get out of here. I'm a Pokemon. Sixth generation. Sixth generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Pokemon Snap. It's going to be interesting. I mean, yeah. it'll be for kids, and I think it'll sell well. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Everyone Depending will be like, oh, point. I remember it back in the day. Oh, I'm going to get it absolutely. Yeah. Especially, if, I know they're going to use the tablet for the motion control for cameras, and I'm going yeah. to be <laughs> <laughs> laughing my ass off taking photos on my camera. Oh, that was the biggest opp- missed opportunity, though, because like, a lot of people were saying with the Wii U, how oh, it had yeah. the tablet. It's like, this is perfect for Pokemon Snap, but, yeah. you know, obviously the console didn't sell well. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of great things that could have been done. This, the Switch is doing it, basically. It's Wii U Yeah, plus. exactly. That's like, what like it is. even most of the games. Like I think there's only a couple more, a couple of games that are still on the Wii U that have been ported over to the Switch. Yeah, even even Mario Kart got ported over. It's like it's a brand new game. It has two extra characters in battle mode, and but I swear it's brand new. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what it comes down to. It's like a lot of people got to understand. It's like the Wii U was like Nintendo's first jump into the HD systems, mm. and yeah. that's with the Switch. That's why they took the ball running and everything because they learned how to do it. Yeah, that was the, it's always a jumping point for them. And even that's why I bought it pretty much day one because I'm like, I want to play Mario in HD. So. Yeah. Well, if they're, they're taking a trip down memory lane, they got Pokemon Snap, they got fucking all these different games. Yeah. I think Mario Golf, it's time, guys. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Well, I think the thirst is really, really giant for, um, what was it, the, the soccer game? Mario's. Oh, Stars. Mario Strikers. Yeah, Mario, Mario Strikers. Strikers. Oh, the Mario, Mario Striker fans have been crying out for a game forever. Yeah, and it's justifiable. The one on the Wii sold over a million as yeah. well. It had a huge promotion in the UK and sold there and everything, and... It actually had a really good online mode as well. Mm. Yeah. So hopefully they just they just need to release a Mario Sports Jumble. Yeah. Well, they did, you know, tennis. So 
It's probably on the way. Yeah, they got that on the the 3DS yeah. where they had the different ones and everything. Oh yeah, that's why it was like a, it was like an all star like. Yeah, hey, you can play all these different sports games. Yeah, but it's just like no. <laughs> yeah, I want dedicated sports games. I want you guys to be the EA Sports of Nintendo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nintendo Sports. I remember, it's in the game. I actually remember seeing that Retro Studios once posted that they actually pitched to Nintendo a Mario American football game as oh, well. Really? Yeah, but then it caused Nintendo's like, no, it's too violent. <laughs> too violent. The children become violent. Mario can't hurt anybody and then cut the smash where he's beating the shit out of the <laughs> Oh, yeah, you get a bat and just bang, hit people <laughs> in the face and everything. <laughs> that don't hurt anyone. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I think that's good enough for today. Oh, yeah, yeah it's been a great chat. I think chat. we've had a good chat. All right. And next time we're going to talk about everything else in the gonna world. We're going to talk about Marvel versus DC, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be coming, just like the Snyder Cut, everyone. Yeah. yeah. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming, guys. Yeah. Just like Snyder said the Snyder Cut was coming. <laughs> yeah. They tried to release a teaser of that. I'm like, cool. Yeah. I'll see that when HBO releases it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, 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 HBO Max. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen in the next week, two weeks, three weeks. No. Um, we might have to go back into a stay at home order. Mm. Um, but with this little bad boy, I can record straight from this from my computer as well. So we can do remote recording still. That's yeah. good. So if anyone has any last remarks, ABC get fucked. <laughs> Uh, just the last remarks just again everyone just still follow the same rules as usual keep yeah. the same amount of distance like a tropi- shop, tropi- uh, shop, uh, shopping cart distance between people and everything mm-hmm. wash your hands when you go out wash your hands when you come back don't touch your face in between all of them if you go to the store look at their things before you pick them up and don't put them back like other people are doing everything and keep the social distancing rules and everything still do what you're allowed to do in the meantime and everything and again take care of your immune system drink what, eat good food Take your good vitamins, have water, you know, just like that. Just keep yourself clean as much as possible. And, and don't go to the movie theatres as soon as they open. Exactly. I know it's going to be tempting, but don't do it. Yep, when things open up again, it's just don't all bum rush it. Nope. <laughs> and don't associate with Andrew. Yeah, Andrew. Okay. Come on. Andrew. Andrew. Oh. Just wash your hands, man. Jeez, we've told you so many times. Come on, it's gross. Come on, the second wave started by Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, I know liquid is, you know, peas are liquid, but gross. <laughs> <laughs> I saw those pictures. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a great evening or day or whenever you watch this. I don't know, whenever you watch it. No, watch. listen to it. You can watch Enjoy it if you want. Enjoy your day. You can watch it. Yeah, just Cam- watch the that. camera's right there. Yeah, watch the still frame of it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so I'm Nick. And I'm Nerdy Nick. And I'm Dylan. And you've been listening to Damn Fancy Dinosaurs. Don't All forget right. to check us out on the Tweet Mans. Yeah, I'll see you to- later. Bye. Everyone, Bye. you have a good day. Oh, here's a spoiler. Hi. Yeah, I know. Oh, no. I can't Did believe that Last off? of Us 2 is yeah. going to have some fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone. What are you doing? Andrew. Good help. Oh, whatever.